1: Jerry, we are in the midst of summer right now, that's what I call this, June, the end of June, we still have July and August ahead of us, then September, so we still have the full summer ahead of us. To me, summer starts July 1st, I was going to say July 4th, I'm going to go July 1st.
0: Mm, Sorry to hear that.
1: Because that feels like summer, like June is still like... "Mm." Once my pool's
0: "Mm." open, it's summer.
1: Okay, so for you, it's the pool, it's not the same every year. But it is the pool. It's um, the pool. Quick one-year anniversary shout-out to Sydney and Matt Asiasen.
0: Oh, really? This it's is the day last one year. one-year anniversary.
1: Year? Yeah, and I only know that because I uh, I like to check my Google Photos. Like, uh, yes. what were you doing this time last year? Mm-hmm. I was I was in a uh, like what appears to be a tuxedo, my version of the tuxedo, which is just a black suit with a bow tie. Yes. And I was like, huh, could the booming celebration have been this late? No, it was
0: the and martin wedding. And that was the night where Boomer actually thought we weren't going to show up <laughs> because we were late getting to the cocktail. We got through the cocktail hour, yeah. but we got there towards the latter stages of it because of my then 9U baseball team playing in a county tournament. We played a nine-inning game. We played three extra innings. We wound up losing 2-1. Um, killer game, but the game went an extra hour. And then by the time we got home and showered, that hour that we lost basically wiped us out of, you know, a solid portion of the cocktail hour. But the idea and the notion that he thought we would skip it was insulting. Yeah, in fact, I did take a – when I was looking through my photos did the help. Wedding, Didn't help.
1: I, I, I did take a photo of – your card, like yeah. uh, your place card as to where which table you were at.
0: Yes, it was the only one that was on the table.
1: Yeah, it was this giant table because it was a big wedding, and yours was the only card left, and I photographed uh, that.
0: Unbelievable. And You're Robin not tweeted, helping.
1: Probably tweeted it out as well. Yeah, no, you, you did. Yeah, you, you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out a photo this morning of Ron Bennington, who I used to work with uh, host, as host of Ron and Fez.
0: Oh, okay. Never knew He's, his last name.
1: Uh, yeah, last name is but he now does a show on Sirius XM with his daughter. They they just call it Bennington since that's both their last names. But he lost a ton of weight. I have really? no idea how he lost it, but he was a an enormous man. I never knew that. And he looks so thin now, and it looks like he was. I'm only guessing here. It looks like he was like training to run the marathon, which has been canceled.
0: Wow. How about that? But, like,
1: that guy lost a ton of weight. It's amazing that the human body can change
0: like that. Yes, both good and bad. Yeah, like like where did that go? It was it a fi- flushed out and melted away. Like it was physically fat, right? Yeah, I guess it just dissolves into your system and gets flushed out. Like your body absorbs it and I poops guess. it out?
1: And you do you pee and poop out your fat over time?
0: God, I wish Eddie was here for that one. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it just kind of melts away. I guess I don't know. Like when I, it's one thing, like when you go,
1: oh, somebody lost two pounds. When somebody loses, like, and I gotta guess this guy lost seventy pounds. That much, really? I'm dad's gonna throw a number out there.
0: Where does it go? Where, where does seventy pounds? Of Fatco. I don't know because we look at it as we basically just get on the scale once a week or once every few days, and oh, good, well, the pound's gone. Well, you yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And I remember back in probably I want to say the year 2000, Rich Ackerman went to a nutritionist because he was fed up with the way he was with the way he looked, and you know he wanted a good. And this is really, this is on the on the cusp of when nutrition became. Um, I don't want to say cliche because I think people are into it. I don't think people just do it. You know, these fad diets. I think like the the Atkins thing was becoming big back then, but people were more health conscious. And I feel like we were really on the cusp of where we are now, where some people are kind of go nuts with it. But he went to a nutritionist and I'll never forget. He came back to work the next day and the nutritionist gave him a pound of fat. (laughs) And she said to him, this now think if you want to lose thirty pounds, you've got thirty pounds of this right surrounding your organs. Like this is visceral fat, and I remember he brought it in. I wanted to throw up. Right. I don't think I ate for three days. <laughs> right. It's that it's that big yellow blob. They yes. You, right. Yeah. It is disgusting, and that's what basically engulfs our body. And if you have that big midsection, it's just it's gross. Yeah. Like what's inside of you. So you know what. This is the podcast version of Hey Good For You. Hey, good for you. Good Good for for you, Ron Ron and Fez from the Benningtons.
1: He looks terrific, so good for him. That's great,
0: man. Good for him. Absolutely. Does it bother? No, never mind. It is not even worth bringing up. Go ahead. What else?
1: Oh, I wonder what that was going to be. Does it
0: bother you? No, because you know what? There's no good way that that can go, the question I was going to ask, so Mm -hmm. there's no point even asking. All right. So we'll move move over. Uh, We talked a little bit about –
1: Gio wanted to know who was, who's a slow baseball runner. Yes, and somebody brought up Babe Ruth. <laughs> yes, and then uh, I had brought up how the only the videos we have of Babe Ruth for whatever reason, videos back then, a well, long were time film. ago, film, everything seemed sped up. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if that was the recording process, if that was the playback process. But like wow. when Babe would... Ruth would hit a ball, he would. His feet ran so fast, like uh, like Fred Flintstone feet when Fred is like, or cartoon feet, like where they run in place before they really take off. Yeah. Why is that?
0: Well, I think there's two things there. One, why it is, isn't. two, my question would be why we haven't fixed it. Um, yeah. Number one, I would think in the 1920s, you know, the notion of recording the moving image um, was still... A work in progress, number one. So they had not perfected the speeds of the film with the cameras. Then it's a sporting event. It's not Hollywood. So that does not surprise me that the footage we have is not exactly perfectly sunk up to what real life was. That having been said. With the technology that we have now, when someone like, what's the guy's name, Burns? Ken Burns? Kenny Burns. Right. When you do the history of baseball, which is phenomenal, and it's like God knows you know 9,000 uh, segments to it, but and it's really good. I've watched a lot of it. it, it if you want to know about baseball, it's awesome. Why he was not able to, or even attempted, I guess, I guess you wanted to keep it authentic, maybe that's the answer. Why not slow it down? Right. We have the technology to where you could probably fool around with the speed of it when you transfer it from film to digital. Why not slow it down and make it look real? Billy Crystal in his stand-up
1: act used to do an impression of old baseball film of okay. like of like players playing catch. Yeah. And it was the same thing. It was like their hand movements were so fast. Yeah. They'd catch the ball and and the ball would go get out of the glove into the hand and and throw it back like so quickly. Yep. That it looked bizarre. About right. Yep. Then I, w- I wrote down a couple things here, and now my computer just froze. Hold on, Jerry. There it is. Um, also wanted to know, when do you think and w- and what do you think was the reason that people stopped wearing suits to baseball games? Because um, all the say old the n- footage, everyone's in a suit. All the men are in suits
0: and nice, fine hats. I am going to say the 1960s
1: Okay. when there were
0: – Well, yeah, and I think it was – a much more relaxed society. And you had the teenagers protesting. You had the country protesting against the Vietnam war. Mm-hmm. You had just a lot more unrest and change happening. And my guess would be if that was not a strict, you know, uh, code mm-hmm. dress code for games that you probably had those 20 year olds that were like, F that dad, I'm 20 now. I'm not wearing a suit anymore. Right. And I think once one does it, 10 do it, 100 do it, next thing you know, someone at one point looks in the mirror and says, why am I putting a suit on to go sit in the heat when it's 100 degrees out at Yankee Stadium? Could you imagine right now,
1: you and your boys getting tickets to go see the Mets at City Field and then putting
0: on their best suits? No, I couldn't. <laughs> but I do wonder too, though, if you think back to the 1940s, let's say, yeah. what exactly were you shopping for? Meaning... There weren't, I don't know, there weren't superstores back then. You had mom-and-pop shops in small towns all over. And I would even think in New York City, you might have had Macy's, yes, but I'm sure there were still a ton of mom-and-pop clothing stores. Yeah. The T-shirt was only invented to the point of the, the white T-shirt, I think. I don't think there no. were, a, you know, there was no fashion in a T-shirt yet. You wore it underneath your suit. And I think what you bought were button-down shirts i don't know i don't necessarily know that there was much option and i think that kind of changed over time wouldn't you think i think so because like
1: i even had older uncles and in my grandfathers where even on like the weekends they would wear slacks and a button-down shirt really and that's what they had yeah that's what they had and that's so, what they grew
0: up wearing probably and now think about us you know we wear these sporty shorts yeah and these you know these Tees that got whatever you can print whatever you want on them. I mean, and we've just we've come so far to even think about looking in your closet and only seeing white shirts or you know dress shirts and and sport coats. I mean, good lord! I think
1: that's also why like Gina's house in Spring Lake turns 100 years
0: old this year. Does it?
1: Yeah, and like the closets in her house are so tiny.
0: Well, if you didn't have much option, how many did you need?
1: Right, because you're right. You probably had a couple of button down shirts. For the men.
0: Yeah. And, and now you look at like the women. And now and now a home that gets built in twenty twenty has walk in closets for both the husband and the wife. <laughs> right. And if it doesn't, it's like, where am I putting my stuff? Yeah. Yes. These closets suck. You know, for me, so my wife's got we in our bedroom, we have a rather large walk in closet. She's got it. Hundred percent she's got it. It's so all her. I, it's all her. So then I have in our bedroom. The closet that's got like the overlapping doors that slide yeah. left and right. Not a bad size closet. Well, she took part of that too. <laughs> so then I've got maybe two thirds of that. And then I've got the same type of closet in my office where the rest of my clothes go. Like I don't, I, I'm still living in two different rooms. Yeah. And she's got, I mean, you think about how much stuff that it's amazing. It really is compared to, you know, 100 years ago. Yes. Things We're have changed g- in 100 years.
1: <clears throat> We're going to have a birthday party for Gina's house, a 100-year-old birthday party.
0: You're going to have a drive-by where all the other homes drive by? <laughs> and <honk. laughs> yes, and honk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Old school, Jerry. We're Just going to Just think about school. this. When that house was built, there's yeah. probably not anyone alive from Spring Lake in right.
1: 1920. I think of that all the time. Here in Bradley Beach on the boardwalk, they have um, these kind of – they've blown up – historic photos from Bradley Beach. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, the Bradley Beach swim team of 1920. The Bra- yeah. And every time I walk by, it's, you know, it's children and things. I'm like, they're all dead.
0: Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. They're Especially when you see like a mom and a dad and their little two-year-old walking on the boardwalk. Yeah. It's like that two-year-old died at the age of 84. <laughs> right. Years like, ago. The time has come and gone already. Yeah. Very sad. I agree. It's just
1: like, gina has this picture of her house from the 1950s there's a someone took a it's a photograph from like across the street and it's her house with uh like an old ford like a, a ford from the late 40s or early 50s in it. right and it's so weird to think that that's the same house yes and that these houses can last that long they are built to last i don't
0: understand it's crazy Yeah, these old homes were built really well. Yes. Built really well. And just think, 100 years from now, that Lexus will be in the driveway, and someone takes a picture of uh, you guys there. Right. What's that young lady doing with the old guy? (laughs) He's not old.
1: He's (laughs) very young. He's just bald. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) And then the only other question I wrote down here, Jerry, when I was thinking about old-time baseball with the old-time videos and people wearing suits to the games is, when did we start wearing batting helmets? Because when you look at those old Babe Ruth things, no helmets.
0: Uh, I want to say the early nineteen seventies. Yeah, I believe it might be late sixties, early seventies. Because I don't think I, I'm just trying to think of all the footage I've seen of like Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen him in Batman. No. Maybe I have. But like
1: Hank Aaron had
0: a helmet. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, it's clearly it's it's beyond the fifties. Yeah. I would, if I had to make a guess, and I don't know who the first person to wear a helmet was. I really have no idea, and why? But like, would, was there an incident? Why? Because a ball is coming at your head ninety-five no, but, uh, miles an hour.
1: But was I wonder? Was there an incident? Was there a ball that drilled somebody right in the head?
0: Well, but didn't that happen in the? You got Google up right now? I could Google that, Jerry. Google, uh, major league baseball player dies being hit in the oh, head with no. a pitch. I believe that happened in the nineteen thirties. Hmm.
1: I'm baseball
0: pretty sure. Player. Yeah, we got put MLB player though. I MLB think that player. happened in 1930. Someone died on the field; they got hit in the head with a ball with a pitch.
1: All right, let's see. Well, let's see with the Google machine. Because
0: Google, as we found out in the warm-up show, uh, spot on.
1: This happened in 1920. Ray Chapman. Ray, uh, 1920. I was a little. All right, I was a little off. He was hit in the head uh, by a pitch thrown by Yankee pitcher Carl Mays and died 12 hours later. Right. So if they didn't start putting helmets on
0: then. You wonder why it took so long.
1: When did batting helmets become mandatory? Let me check. 1971. Okay, so I'm how about this, this Jerry? In 1971, batting helmets were made mandatory for all new players, but veterans were permitted to keep wearing plastic inserts beneath
0: their caps. So they were grandfathered in a little.
1: Grandfathered bit.
0: Grandfathered in. Hmm. How about mm. that? I gotta be. I feel. I feel kind of on it. I said yeah. the 30s, it was 1920, and I said the late 60s, early 70s, 1971.
1: When did Batting Helmets start, though? That's when it became mandatory. In
0: 1956. Was the first one to wear one? Yeah. Okay. Did you say who it was?
1: Bob Abui, it says. No. Really? Um, no. Is that the, the father of no. the
0: uh, Howard Stern producer? Yeah,
1: father of his. Uh, he, he was the early concepts. There were early concepts, though, Jerry, in the 19, early 1900s.
0: No one wore them. Yeah.
1: This seems like something Evan could do a podcast on. Or we could, like we just did. (laughs) Why don't we really dive
0: into this Friday,
1: Jerry? On Friday? Yeah, really dig in.
0: I was actually thinking about that. I actually believe now at 8.15 you might look at me and say, you moron. (laughs) Yeah. But I actually think Friday is going to go by like a blink.
1: (laughs) Okay. I do. I I hope
0: so. I think if we stick to the format that I like, I think it will be a breeze an absolute breeze. Okay, I really good. do.
1: I'm um, really, listen, we're counting on CeeLo to have quality updates. Well, he
0: but he's always good. All right. Well, like there's to, to me, there's like, no, oh, Alan Jerry, no... I can do less. I can be less now. he uh, Here's what I know about him. The dude works, and I know when he comes in, he is like, you know, the way I try to have enough information and audio okay. to cover 15 minutes. Right. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to come ready to rock on Friday. No, no doubt in my mind at all. Now, if it was someone else that doesn't do it often, I'd be a little concerned, like no disrespect. But I remember the first couple times John Minko did it with me and Kim Jones, and he got in and out in four minutes. I said, what the (laughs) hell? What? Where are you going? Dude, you got 10 more minutes to go. Oh, yeah. No, I would be we'd be in trouble. He was cherry picking stories and not reporting on some. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, people heard it last hour. But huh. they turn, they're in work already. How about right. the people that just got in their car? Right. We so. need sound. We need fun, quality sound yes. clips. Yeah. So, Chris will, I guarantee you, he will come ready to roll on Friday. And it's basically going to be a topic or two at the top. We're going to talk to the callers at the bottom. And away we go. And okay. we're going to have Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's going to join us. I don't know. I'm going to try. No. I'm going to send him an email Could this be week. Give a shot. Okay. I'm going to try. Fair enough, so anyway. Jerry.
1: All right, listen. I gotta take this dog out. She's uh, very uh, needing to pee and do diarrhea. And uh, still, <laughs> still, have you and brought
0: her to the vet for it yet? I have. Yes, she's got.
1: Okay. Uh, she has hookworms, as all these unfortunately, all these dogs all right. do. And it takes. Uh, they're Six very weeks. powerful. Six months. They're very. Six months. <laughs> they're very powerful. <laughs> Hookworms in these dogs. And did the, you they become, ever
0: think you'd have a dog that would have diarrhea for six months? Uh,
1: you know, I, I did. Do, I did do research on these dogs, and I do recall seeing that. I guess. I guess I didn't really think of that. You blocked uh, out the diarrhea. I blocked out the diarrhea part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's in your face. <laughs> now it's uh, scooping it up, which is really crazy that I don't have a problem picking up diarrhea. In you know a why? Because it's
0: yours. Because he, because she's yours, and I love her. Yes, and that's the difference when you have a kid people are like, well, I'm not gonna do that one. You know what? When the baby comes out and you see that it kinda looks like you, it's like, wow, <laughs> things change a little bit And in your case the dog looks like you <laughs> <laughs> This must be mine. It has a long thin neck <laughs> that needs to go out and then uh relieve itself. It so has diarrhea. Go. Oh yeah yeah. Well have a great day.
1: All right, Jerry, you have a great day as well. The warm up program is next. They're an hour long these days, so really dig in with your podcast. We will see you tomorrow. So! Good
0: morning, campus. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on
1: WFAN. Now it's a tie.
0: A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, here we go. New week, it is 4th of July week. Very strange, too, because usually weeks in and around 4th of July, we see a lot of people taking vacation, but this year is a weird one. But it is 4th of July week. His name is Al Dukes. He's down the Jersey Shore. He says good morning.
1: Oh, good morning, Jerry. Yes, this is 4th of July week. 4th uh, of July falls on a Saturday this year, which means for most businesses, Friday, July 3rd is the holiday. I guess in, so. Including this business. So Boomer and Geo, Gio, Eddie's, Eddie's off all week. A Boomer and Geo will be off Friday. Bob Dwyer out as well. Bob Dwyer out as well. So you and I will be doing our normal warm-up show from 5 to 6, and then we'll also anchor Jerry six to
0: ten that's right get ready we're gonna break down the 60 man rosters we are going to talk x's and o's we're gonna go pitch counts sabermetrics Mm -hmm. all in your face whips and wars (laughs) and all these things lots of
1: statistics that is right and by 10 o'clock i will have a
0: knife jabbing his eyes out
1: (laughs) i legitimately so so the the holiday is friday for like i said for most businesses um, but we're working. And since I'm doing five hours and I'm used to doing 12 minutes and just started getting used to doing an hour, I was like, I'm going to need Monday off. <laughs> and I put in the request, Jerry. So I'm going to be resting on Monday, hopefully. All right. Um, all right. Yes. Uh, last night, I will say this.
0: I, I think I, I need to take some time off. I don't yeah. know when that's going to be though. Just start taking time, Jerry. I could. Live. I you know kind of need to know when uh, Boomer and G are going to be off, though, and that yeah. doesn't seem to be a priority right They're
1: now. They're not the best. They do last minute. They'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go to uh, Canada tomorrow. I'm going to need a day. <laughs>
0: That's right. Exactly. I'm going to need a day off.
1: Jerry, I've, uh, one of the reasons why I uh, adopted a greyhound um, amongst other dogs is um, they tend to not bark. Okay. Yeah, she's a whiner. She whines when she wants to go out. She'll has whine. Has that been the
0: case so far without barking? That has the barking? been the case.
1: I'm going to say I'm not sure I've heard her bark yet. Wow. Okay. Wow until last night at 11 p.m. <laughs> to which she sounded like a German shepherd. Really? Oh, my gosh. She went berserko at 11 o'clock last night. I think what happened was that the, there are people who live above me in this condo yeah. that are... um. Part-time residents. They live in another state, and they this is like their beach home.
0: I thought you were going to say swingers.
1: Uh, not swingers. Okay. Uh, and I believe that they uh, arrived to their beach home last night at about 11.
0: Wow, okay. And I
1: don't think she was used to ever hearing voices and people walking around above us. So she actually got very protective then. Very. I was, I was while I was appalled that my neighbors at 11 p.m. were hearing a... What sounded like a German Shepherd. I was like a proud father. There you go. Like this dog would protect me if there was a brouhaha of some
0: kind. How long did it last? Mm, Quite a while. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. So you were waking up the neighbors from 11 to about 11.15? Yeah. And waking up yourself <laughs> in and out,
1: yeah, not there wasn't a consistent fifteen minutes of barking. Okay. But she'd settle down, then bark, then get up and bark again, settle down, get up and bark again. So, yeah, I, lo- I looked at it both ways. I looked at it like, wow, this, shut my up. neighbors are going to kill me, <laughs> right? And number two, what a, I've got myself a security dog here, which, which I is didn't great. think I had no, that's awesome,
0: good to yeah. hear. Although well, I, that is I certain d- some broken sleep.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, yell at her because clearly something was going on. I didn't want to discourage her security instincts. Right.
0: You know what I mean, Jerry? I totally get it. Absolutely. But so, you've got a dog now and these are the things that yeah, happen.
1: I'm waiting for an email from the association. No, you I don't. Shut I you don't think
0: little... so. I, you know what? I would say if this was something that happened every night right. at 11 o'clock, like it was a habit, I could certainly see someone uh, you know, Mr. Dukes, could you handle your... I, yeah. I could see that. One time? Nah, not at all. You're good to go. That happens. I, I could just blame neighbors. I could be like, maybe if they
1: got in at a decent hour and not 11 p.m. You could turn it around, although turn there's no right rules around. for getting to your vacation home and mm-hmm. when it has to be. I suppose it's America, isn't it? It is. Jerry, I, w- I woke up, I don't know when this news broke last night, but I uh, I woke up to Cam Newton agreeing to a one-year deal with the Patriots. Oh, God,
0: Al, that happened around, are you serious? Serious. I would say 5.45? No way, because I did... Um, no, I'm telling you, I was playing poker for N G M and my son says to me, and it was before I finished playing, and I was done at 10 after six. I'm telling you, he had it at a, at before six o'clock.
1: Well, I will say this: I do my 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 sports rundowns at six o'clock, and Mr. Fliegelman, producer extraordinaire, says
0: it happened just before eight. That's not true. Hmm. Fake news. Well you listen. Must, it, you doesn't it, it doesn't mean inside sources. My point is, he got an alert on his phone from one of the oh. God knows oh, how many right. apps that he's got. Someone was and on it. Said there's a report that uh um, Cam Newton might be signing with the Patriots. Ooh. So whenever the agreed I whenever it was agreed saying. upon, I don't know. All I know is I was playing poker and that's when he looked in the room and said, hmm. "Cam Newton's going to the Patriots it looks like."
1: Yeah, were you surprised or not surprised?
0: Um I was actually the po- what did I say? I said I said something along the lines of good because we had said at least I know Greg and myself. It's all along that would be a great landing spot for him, and him and Belichick would be awesome. So I thought it was kind of cool. Actually, I'm they're not called, a Jet fan, so I don't care.
1: They're calling the contract Jerry
0: incentive laden. Yes, which probably means he what he gets a million dollars and he can make a ton more if he plays. And it plays says well. he can.
1: It says he can make up to seven point five million, which I would have thought a little more than that. If it's incentive-based, you know what I mean? Like, but
0: coming off surgery, right? Isn't he yeah. going off surgery? And he didn't play well because he tried to fight through it last year. So I would have thought so, too. The other thing is where else is he going? Yeah. You know, he could wait. He could wait until training camp comes and, you know, see who gets hurt. But that's a dangerous game. And then what is that team going to give you? Plus, you're all going on the Patriots now with Bill Belichick. And yeah, now you're on buddy. the Patriots with Bill Belichick. It is funny, <laughs> though, how – That happens, and then I guess it was right after that or right before whenever it happened, in and around the same time, you get the punishments to the organization Yes. for videotaping that game. It's like, all right, here we go again with the Patriots. Oh, we got Cam Newton. (laughs) Right. They got a million-dollar fine and lost a third-round
1: draft pick for filming the sidelines of the Bengals.
0: Right. I I mean, was it? what was it, December 8th, I guess it was, Dude, was we, the game? You really need to film, the of all the teams, you could beat the Bengals, no problem. Like, doesn't Robert Kraft have to be, as he's writing out that check, Right. be like, <laughs> Bengals, Browns, you needed to film? Right. This is costing me a million dollars.
1: Right, and if I'm Cam Newton, I'm like, I could have got that extra million dollars. <laughs> right, you get could get 8.5. This could be 8.5 million dollar incentive-laden contract.
0: <laughs>
1: Jamal like Adams uh, tweeted, I salute coach Bill Belichick. Is he trying to trade
0: it to New England now? <laughs> well,
1: if you were a Jet fan, would that annoy you, or is that just, like, respect amongst players? No, if
0: I was a Jet fan, I'd be annoyed with Jamal Adams. I, I would. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I would not be thrilled with the way he has handled this whole thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy with the trade demand. I do say trade demand. The trade request. I wouldn't be happy with what he did with the fan in Dallas. I wouldn't be happy with him making nice with the Patriot. I, no, none of this would make me happy. I would be upset with him. You'd be annoyed. I would. Yeah, I mean... I mean, wouldn't you yes. if Keith Hernandez did this back in Keith the day Hernandez. and he saluted, let's see, the Montreal Expos for doing something great no. or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Would you be happy? No.
1: Right. Especially the Montreal Expos. They're Canadian. That's right. Especially <laughs> bothered by that. They're not even American.
0: That's right. Exactly. So oh, I, I the, get it.
1: And in related uh, Patriots news, former Patriot quarterback Tom Brady Got scolded by Maurice Smith uh, in the media, who said that the Tom
0: Brady workouts are, quote, not in the best interest of player safety. They're not. And his point is valid Hmm. in that he says, uh, first of all, you don't want to be getting sick. That's number one. So, you know, stay away and be smart right now. But beyond that, he said something along the lines of, you know, we're trying to discuss with the league. The health issues, the safety issues, and, you know, that is a collective bargaining agreement situation for us, and we need to make sure that everybody's on the same page, and this is dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And then you've got these guys going out and organizing their own practices. Right. Like, like, guys, what are you doing? Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and spit in the face of the virus, but then claim, if someone were to claim, you can't claim that it's dangerous to play because of the virus. Right. Like, which is it? So I agree with them. I think you gotta kind of have to lay low as they're negotiating with the league about all the safety measures and what the season may or may not look like, and when training camp opens. And was it four weeks now? Four weeks. Four weeks. Thursday, yeah. Right, July twenty-eighth. So I do agree with them. You know what? Hang out, chill out, spend time with your family, and you'll get on the field in about three, four weeks. Doesn't mean you can't be working out at home, but don't do these things.
1: This Tom Brady is really feeling himself since he got out from under the Bill Belichick uh, regime. He is. He's
0: getting ballsy. <laughs> yes, he is. Right, but I guess this is how he would have been for the last twenty yeah. something years if he was allowed. He's like, I'm Tom Brady now. And I got no Bill
1: Belichick telling me what to do.
0: It's all right. I'm running the show. Is yeah, pretty much what he's saying, and it's he is my show. Yeah, and he is. And I saw. I saw you put on the show sheet the Chris Godwin thing. Yeah. So I, you know, I remember running clips when this first happened of Chris Godwin saying, "Hey man, he's the greatest of all time." I you know, he wants the number 12, he's got the number 12. Now we're hearing he was upset about it? Well, Jerry, certainly this, didn't sound like it.
1: Jerry, this was a case of fake news headlines in when you dug deeper into the article. Okay. So, the uh, the headline was that Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Buccaneers who who wore number 12, said he was initially bothered by like giving up the number to Tom Brady. He wore it in high school. He wore it in college. He and his wife's Twitter handles have the number 12 in it. But then he said, when the GOAT arrives on your team and he wants the number 12, you give it to him because he is willing to trade his number 12 for a couple of rings.
0: A couple of rings?
1: Yeah, he wants a couple of rings. Boy, a couple there's a of lot Super of Super Bowl rings. rings, isn't there?
0: Oh, yeah. They're bringing Super Bowls to Tampa. Like he can't go there and be nine and seven and claim no. A success. No. Like they've got to go win twelve games and they've got to at the very least be the be in the NFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, and they have to lose the NFC Championship game based on like the Buccaneer defense. They right. Can't he even can't even throw Brady's four fight. interceptions. <laughs> no,
0: he can't play the way he played. Wasn't that a terrible game he played in Kansas City? But they, I'm trying to think. He had one of those games somewhere in the last couple of years. He was not very good, but the team bailed him out, and defensively yeah. they were good. But whatever. Now, if I think back to the all-time greats that have switched teams, Joe Montana took the Chiefs to the AFC title game, did he not? I would have to Google that. Did Jerry. not make the Super Bowl, but I believe Kansas City was in the mm. was, was in the AFC Championship game one season with him, that quarterback. I could be wrong about that. Well, we can check that during the break. During and the break, I'm, I have Google right here. And then Favre with the Vikings. Got them to when they lost in New Orleans. Was that the NC title game? I don't remember now. Because he was superb that year with Minnesota. I mean, Greg would obviously know better than us, but I'm just trying to think of like legendary quarterbacks that at the end of their career were somewhere else and how well they did at the end.
1: Let's see. This is uh, Joe. There's a ha- highlight from uh, they played Buffalo. In the uh, '93 AFC Championship game, so he did
0: get them to the championship game. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the fun, then the 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 New Orleans Minnesota game, which was the uh, the putting the hit on him, where they really just destroyed him physically. I'm trying to think if that was no, that was was that the NFC Championship game? No, I don't know if that was divisional. game. Brett
1: Favre NFC Championship games. Let me Google. Jerry's
0: got Google here. It's awesome. (laughs) This (laughs) Google thing is really remarkable.
1: 2009
0: sounds about right
1: sounds about right yeah
0: because he was with the jets when i was covering them in 07 yeah so that's right yes that's it right Mm -hmm. was it the nfc championship it was yeah because that was the one where even that game if i remember correctly he played well as he was getting beaten up but he made a stupid throw at the end it's it's interesting because if you think about how his jet career ended too now that it was his last game but they had a game, so they were eight and three. They beat Tennessee, who I believe was unbeaten at the time. And I remember the papers were talking about a contract extension for Eric Mangini. What a great job he's done! And Favre has been, you know, not the Favre of old, but he's been good and it's working. Blah 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 blah. And then he gets the shoulder injury. He doesn't tell anybody, and then can't throw the ball. And they kind of take a, a, a swan dive. But I remember maybe week f- maybe week fifteen or sixteen. It was late in the season, and they were kind of reeling, and they had a chance to beat Seattle, which probably would have got them in the playoffs if I mer- remember correctly. And he threw one of those just horrific, across his body, across the field ducks that got picked off. That's like the last thought I have of, of Brett Favre as a Jet quarterback. Like, wiped away all the good stuff he did with them. Right, and this is all what that, Tom Brady
1: yeah. cannot do this right. year with the Buccaneers. I
0: couldn't agree with you more. He can't You've- be throwing quails across the field and getting picked off
1: you got to make the championship game, and if you don't win it, it better not be your fault.
0: Yes, and you got to win at least 11 games. Right. Is that fair?
1: That is fair. Are they playing all 16 games this year with the NFL, Jerry? I'm so confused with all these sports. They're only playing half the seasons, not playing, playing. Well,
0: I mean, that's that's baseball. Baseball's playing 60 games. 60 games, all right. I don't and, know. is uh, you know, a weird one. Well, basketball's going to – they're going to start up on July 30th with a couple of games you got. I guess it's right around eight regular season games to finish and to let teams play in and play for seeding. And then you get the playoffs. And it's going to be a full playoffs. The NHL one's pretty cool. Uh, The NHL, then, I don't think will start until right around January. The NBA will kick up again in December. And I think you'll get full seasons. Um, I think they're going to play college basketball. The question I have is football. I I just don't see it. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's an NFL season. I hope there's college football. But, my God, I just don't know how. If, if all we're worried about are coronavirus positive tests as opposed to severity, because I think mm-hmm. there's two different things here, then I think we're going to have a big, big problem. I mean, you see Clemson and LSU have had multiple I mean, multiple dozen players. I think it's like 29 for Clemson. or I forget the numbers for both, but I think it's over 20 players in both. Have come down with it, so it's like, what is the biggest concern? Is it the severity of the virus, or is it just getting the virus? Because that's gonna, I think, dictate if we have a football season or not. Because that's gonna be, I know we got to take a break, but that's gonna be the sport that is most susceptible to getting this virus. So unless they can come up with something that's gonna put a force field around these guys, Ooh. I don't see it. I just don't. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it.
1: So you don't see a force field in the NFL. <laughs>
0: I don't, but if you could have one superpower, wouldn't that be it? Force field? I'd probably oh, rather fly, but force field fly. second. Fly first, force field second. Mm-hmm. I might go the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think a force field would be awesome. You'd be a badass walking around. Come at me, bro. <laughs> That's
1: right. <I> didn't <laughs> yes, that is true.
0: <laughs> we we got to take a break. 20 after 5. Very good first segment. we got a lot more to do. Then we get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Alan Jerry, now offering curbside delivery. All right, 25 after 5 on a Monday morning. A lot to do here on the warm-up show. We get you to Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour on what is going to be a very busy Monday. Not only is it 4th of July week, it is also the summer-spring training week as well as teams will be Back in their home stadiums on Wednesday. What else you got there, Al Hughes?
1: All right, Jerry. Well, there's rumors that the opening day of baseball will be Nationals hosting the New York Yankees. I like it's, this.
0: It's not Mets-Yankees like we yeah. were talking about, but I, I do like it. Listen, if you get Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer for opening day. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a standalone game on Thursday night, I think that's pretty cool. Right.
1: Oh, that would be that's how they would do it. It's a the a solo show on Thursday night, just like uh, how football does that on opening
0: night. What I re- I don't know if there would be two games. If there would be one after, but what I read was that it would be the Thursday night game, the kickoff to the season at seven o'clock. Hmm. So and that to me is pretty cool. Garrett
1: Cole's uh, wife is wondering which will show up first, baseball or their baby.
0: Yeah. I could see why.
1: Uh, She posted to Instagram on Saturday saying that due date for her was in three days. So that'd be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Baseball starts in four days.
0: I would say this. Whenever the baby arrives, Garrett Cole will be there. He can show up a day or two late to summer spring training if he has to.
1: Oh, spring training, yes. I was going to say, if this was the start of the baseball season and it was opening day. It's not. But it's not.
0: It's not, and that's one thing I believe. Is it their first child?
1: Mm, Not sure.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to say yes. Jerry is their first kid. It it doesn't matter. Is that what it said? Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, he will be with her for what's going to suck, though. And this is where, this is honestly, this is where it's very difficult. I think Mike Trout's wife, I think, is due sometime during the season as well. What is really going to suck, especially as a first-time father, first-time parent, you're going to welcome the baby into the world. But then once you go and do your thing with your team, then what? Is he allowed back in the house? Ha- this is where it gets very tricky. Yeah. Is he – like, you've got an infant in the house. Is he going to be going back and forth? Is he going to live – like, there's one – I can't think who it is. I I had the story late Friday before – not the show was done, but I was still working. There's a college football coach who is going to isolate himself – From his wife because she's a breast cancer survivor from two years ago I think and so once he goes to training camp with his team in July he will isolate away from her until the end of the season in January assume again assuming that the season goes on and they play so he's basically gonna be away from her for six months because he doesn't want to put her in harm's way which is very admirable do you do that with a newborn baby
1: Jerry, are you, are you referring to Wake Forest's Dave Clawson?
0: Yes, that is who that is.
1: You know, I just, this is how amazing Google is. This is what I Google, Jerry. College coach isolate breast cancer. Boom. Comes right up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Isn't so what amazing? do you do? I don't know. I I don't know because, you know, the one thing, if I go back to when Matthew was first born back in 04, the one thing you are most concerned with when, you know, you bring the baby home is, making sure they stay healthy you know a lot of people won't go anywhere for those first few months because the baby's got no immunity built up they're you know they're just brand new to the world this is something that is i mean really tricky so i don't know that's it's a tough one he's got to be there he'll be there for the birth but then what do you do and that's where you know that's a problem i then I, that's a serious issue family-wise now the one good thing as opposed to what dave clausen is doing this is going to be a three-month sprint for baseball. So even if the Yankees go deep into October, you're talking about August. You're talking three three full months. I guess it's a little more than that with the with the training camp, but it's not six months. It's half of that. So as tough as it will be, it could be worse. It could be a real baseball season, which could mean going to you know spring training in mid-February and not being done until October 30th. So in that case, it's not as bad. But boy, that would really suck to have a new baby at home and then you're not around at all. Hmm. If if that's the case. Again, I, I don't know how you do this. I really don't.
1: And no word on who the Mets opener would be.
0: Unfortunately. <laughs> I did
1: just google that. Nothing comes up even.
0: <laughs> they they're still contemplating if it's going to be uh, Jacob deGrom or Adam Wainwright. Who did they <laughs> sign? I mean, who was the guy? Who did they sign? They signed two like old guys that were good. Back. I, mean, I got to get back into this. I'm not into baseball right now. Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Stephen Matz. We know it's not going to be Noah Syndergaard. I bet you it be Jacob DeGrom.
1: No, no. I mean, like, who they're going to play, though.
0: Oh, I thought you meant starting pitcher. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I mean, like, who their opener opponent will be.
0: I don't. That's a great question.
1: I, I need something sexy, Jerry. Something sexy.
0: Well, who do you want?
1: I don't know. I don't even know what's what sexy. What does
0: it for you? The Braves?
1: Uh, I feel Phillies. they would move more for me than the Braves okay the Yankees okay. would have been sexier
0: I mean I'll tell you this you've got to g- here's what you don't want the Marlins
1: <laughs> I yeah. mean, really no I would one think wants you've gotta I
0: think you've if I was baseball and we're we're trying to limit travel I would try to get out to a good start to limit the travel and cut it down a little bit I would yes. start Mets, Phillies Braves Marlins perfect now if you're a Braves fan you're gonna be like the Marlins
1: How about Marlins Rays?
0: You're going to go interleague right off the bat? (laughs) Yeah, right off the bat. You could do
1: that. Well, Yankees, uh, Washington. Yeah. Interleague right off the bat.
0: That's right. Yeah. Let's just have the
1: Rays and the Marlins play each other every game. That'll be their schedule. So we don't have to bother with seeing those teams (laughs) at all. No one cares.
0: No one cares. Watch the Rays will go 50 and 10.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. The World Series run. <laughs> In more Yankee uh, news, Jerry. We, well, we had the Yankees Nationals news. We have Garrett Cole baby news. We also have Araldus Chapman got a one hundred fifty thousand dollar Jeep. Yeah, this is w- pretty cool looking, lined with
0: Kevlar. And Michael Walker is the pitcher I was thinking. Michael of. Walker. Yes, that the Mets signed um i did see this this is does kevlar
1: wild. mean you can shoot it and it bounce bullets bounce off like a superman
0: That's, isn't that bulletproof right
1: bulletproof Kevlar. i gotta google that now kevlar a lot of
0: googling this morning yeah i did see it it is some looking vehicle Man. it's a
1: heat resistant and strong synthetic fiber related to uh yeah i don't know the rest of that what that means but it's a fabric though it's kevlar is a fabric heat yeah. resistant and maybe it's can Kevlar stop a bullet someone asked. It is able to stop a bullet, yes.
0: Here's what I know about Araldus Chapman now when he is coming down the block. Yeah. You're going to know it's him. There's no hiding in this vehicle.
1: I would have music blasting out of it.
0: Yeah. He might. I I would think he would.
1: I'd have a signs on it. Try shooting me, bro. How much, Not going to
0: work. Did it say how much the um they cost?
1: 150 grand.
0: A hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You example. think
1: he takes out a seventy-two uh, month loan for that, or he pays that right off?
0: I think he goes thirty-six months uh, <laughs> interest-free.
1: <laughs> something, something reasonable, Jerry. If he's got good credit.
0: So that would be fifty thousand a year, interest-free, mm-hmm. divided by it's about forty, about forty-one hundred dollars a month. Not, Not bad. He, he could handle that. I think he could handle it. Absolutely. You thinking of getting one? And a Kevlar that, car? Yeah. How about this? Al, with the money you have, if you stretch that to 72 months, interest free, you'd only be at like two grand a month. You could handle that.
1: (laughs) I can handle that if I didn't have, you know, a home to uh, go into. If I was living in my Kevlar Jeep. Right. He looks like a badass, though. There was a photo of him in front of his Jeep. He's all jacked up, Jerry. He's wearing like a muscle shirt. He's in front of a bulletproof car.
0: Must be nice to be your Aldous Chapman right now. This is the hey, good for you segment.
1: Hey, good for you. <laughs> I would see if I could get that and park it in the bullpen, and then when they call him out,
0: the Drive that out. Yeah, <laughs> Like the old uh, baseball hat gem, yeah. the golf carts they had.
1: Yes, instead you do this. <laughs> this is pretty... big Kevlar Jeep.
0: What was the biggest, the biggest vehicle that you've seen on the road that you thought was cool was what?
1: You know, I think it's cool when uh, dudes are driving modified pickup trucks with gigantic tires, and I just keep thinking, like, if the guy in front of them stops short, he's going to drive right, right over them,
0: over him like a monster truck. And is that legal? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Like, I always thought when you see the big tires on trucks, yeah, I always thought they were only allowed an inch off the frame. But I have seen some that look like half the tire, yeah, the half half the width of the tire. You know, goes beyond the frame. So I don't know the answer to that. Uh, but I also thought in New Jersey, tinted windows, like blacked out tinted windows, were illegal. And I see they people were. driving around with them all over. The yeah. Place too now. I agree. So are they or aren't they? I
1: I had them when I moved up from Florida. I had a Honda Civic, Jerry, silver with dark tinted windows, and uh, I was told I had to have them removed.
0: No, we better pull this guy over. He looks like a badass. Oh, it's you. <laughs> Look at this badass in this <laughs> Honda Civic. You with your balding head. Yeah. Chunky face. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to what you are now. In shape and thin and bald.
1: The great uh, Run DMC one said, Tinted windows don't mean nothing. We know who's inside. <laughs> Do you think if uh, Eraldis Chapman was out of light, he was stopped out of light in his Kevlar Jeep, yeah, and I was with like a friend of mine who had the the modified pickup truck with giant tires, and I drove over the Raulds Chapman Jeep. It would cr- crush it, or the Kevlar would st- would would stop it.
0: I I, I don't know. I mm. I will say that's that a the Kevlar Would stop it more than any other car. Wow. But I don't know if if you drive over a car, let's say your Honda Civic. Yeah. If he drove the monster truck like one side of the truck over, but did it slowly, yeah, would it crush it or would it just roll (laughs) right over it? Mm, I don't know. Right? I I think it would crush it. I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. It might, also might not. Think about it. These are made pretty strong these days. Now, if you went over it quickly, you might jam through the back window. But if you did it slowly, you might be able to roll right over Mm. it. We have to take a break. A monster Uh, truck
1: over a Honda Civic. Yes. Let's do that later this week, Jerry.
0: I don't have a Honda Civic, oh. but I do have a small car. Do you have a monster truck? I don't. Yeah. Well, then then we're out.
1: I'll be on the lookout for one, though.
0: 536 on the fan coming up at 6 o'clock. It is Boomer and Geo on a Monday. Don't go away. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. 20 in front of 6 o'clock, Monday morning on the fan in New York City. We have been all over the map. I'm surprised in your rundown you did not have Ian Poulter on there. Or did this? you? Raltux?
1: No, what was this story?
0: Ian Poulter, the golfer, um, during yesterday's Travelers Championship, had a um, bit of a gas issue.
1: <laughs> oh, was, I
0: did see this. That was caught on camera to where even the announcers were laughing.
1: And he admitted to it, right? I think he. Oh, loved it.
0: <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, did? It me, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thought it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you needed to do that, but yeah, we'll get to the audio coming up later. Oh,
1: do you have the audio of the gas as well? Yeah. Okay, so you have the audio of the gas and him explaining the I don't have him. I saw, I
0: saw some quotes. I don't have him, mm-hmm. but I have the uh, the TV portion of what happened. Oh. So we will play that for you.
1: <laughs> who was the announcers for that?
0: Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Was it Jim Nance? Was the, it was Hello, the friends. course announcers that were laughing. So oh. I don't, know, I don't know who they were. I'm not sure. But the I'll course get announcers you're are
1: up. laughing? They're childish. If you're laughing at farts, you know what? you're childish.
0: <laughs> I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm one that I really don't find that amusing. Me I really don't. Uh, to me, it, it is childish, and I agree with you. Yep. I'm not going to lie. Knowing that it's legit and knowing that he did it and then watching it, it's funny.
1: Yeah, like I like guys. When the guys get together and hang out, they like to fart and think it's hilarious. I'm, See, I'm not my a My friends don't farter. do that. I don't yeah, know mine. mine didn't either, but I just know there are guys that just do that. Okay. And think it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't walk in those circles. But okay, yeah, that, that's that's fine if that's what you want to do. Like go there are it.
1: guys that'll do it in front of their wives and girlfriends and get like a thrill out of it. I don't do that. Get a thrill out of it. Yeah, like they think it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I don't find it so funny.
1: It's base humor, Jerry. I'm, I, I'm a, I do thinking man's humor.
0: I, I'm sure I'm great.
1: I'm not base. <laughs> I'm not base. I'm not basic. I'm extra. Right. You're. extra. You know what okay. I mean? No. There's, I don't. there's basic where you go, you yeah, basic.
0: And then there's extra.
1: I'm extra. Fart jokes are basic. Got it. Jazz forward Joe Ingalls says that his security camera caught a skateboarder, skateboarding teenager, Jerry, which is my least favorite thing out there. Skateboarding I thought, teens. I thought
0: your least favorite thing with teens was a pack of them walking yeah. towards you in the mall.
1: Yeah, group of teens. You're right. right. But group of teens on skateboards, way worse.
0: <laughs> way worse. <laughs> Yeah. That was me back in the day.
1: Yeah, I was also a skateboarding. uh, I liked the skateboard. I wasn't into skateboard culture. Like, uh, it wasn't a movement for me. I just liked having a skateboard. Right. But this skateboarder decided to urinate on the driveway of jazz forward Joe Ingalls. I don't think he knew it was... Jazz forward, Joe Ingle's house. I just think he needed to go to the bathroom, and there probably wasn't anything available.
0: No, I didn't see this. Was he just, like, standing in the middle of the driveway, or was he kind of hidden a little bit at the top part of the driveway?
1: Well, they, the, I, the video was not released. Uh, okay. Joe Ingle says, by the way, if you're the skateboarder who did this at my house, I have it all on camera, and I have clear video. Not one of these terrible security cameras where everything's blurry. He's got his face, Jerry this skateboarder needs to apologize
0: well this is what i don't understand about all these surveillance videos that yeah. we get and, and and we have certainly seen enough of them over the last couple of months when someone like for instance the guy that lit the firecracker on the poor homeless man the other day we talked right. about that last week um the guy who shoved the woman down on the sidewalk a couple weeks ago like we see this surveillance video and it's eh, not great not great time you know my nest camera that I have at my house for a hundred bucks or however much it was is like crystal clear HD quality. Yeah. Like how do we get all these things, but everything they release on TV looks terrible.
1: Cause they're all still using their original cameras that they got when they put in their security system in like the nineties. I mean, are we still recording to VHS tapes? I get, I think so. Oh, come on. I watch a show on, uh, on ID channel. That's all about how these security cameras, like, like somebody's somebody gets murdered, right? And they and it's a true true story, and they go around finding security cameras wherever this person was their entire day before the before they disappeared, and they go from like uh, s- security cameras at people's homes to security cameras at stores and banks, but they're all terrible quality, awful. all of them.
0: That's awful, just awful. And speaking of the ID channel, did yeah. you see? Now I think this was the case that got you hooked to ID channel. That was the Golden Gate Killer the golden state killer yeah the golden state killer wasn't that one of the first ones you watched yes okay so that said i saw he's in the news now cuz he's been in court i guess he's getting he's either having his his um whatever what was it called <laughs> he's having his, his
1: day in court the, jerry
0: yes <laughs> his case is being heard or he's being um, he's getting his uh his jail sentence yeah. one of the two so I don't know if the hearing, if they're if they're in court, whatever. But I did see that he is in court this week, and I think of you now when I see that case Thank because you. I feel like that was the beginning of your love affair with the ID channel.
1: Yes, and last night actually, it's great timing on your part there, Jerry, unbeknownst to you. And last trial night was the word I was searching. Trial, for. yeah. <laughs> Those these words get away from us sometimes. Oh, uh, God, last night on at in the morning. Last night on HBO, a documentary series started on the Golden State Killer called. Really. Yeah, called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It actually was about this woman, Michelle McNamara, who became fascinated with this case, and she tried to solve it on her own before before years ago.
0: So a new um, wrinkle to this.
1: A new wrinkle to this. Now, she uh, was the wife of uh, Patton Oswalt, the uh, comedian. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay.
1: So uh, I... She we, passed away, didn't she? She passed away, and so she didn't even... She passed away before they caught him.
0: Oh, well, so it's terrible.
1: But she's looking down from heaven, Jerry. I hope so. Yes, and she knows that he's been caught. So this series started last night, I recorded it. Although I guess I could have watched it when my dog was up barking at all the neighbors. And I was awake anyway at that How time. How long were you up for? Uh probably thirty minutes because every, every time every time she settled down, I felt like I was starting to hear a noise. I'm like, Oh what like what level of noise is it does she have to hear to bark? And then at any point,
0: th- were you worried or did you um, know why she was barking?
1: No, I knew why she was barking. I just like, didn't know why she chose barking over just whining like she normally does.
0: Right. Well, that's why I was wondering if you were worried like someone's trying to break into your place. No,
1: because I like heard people and I and I think it was just that she's never heard people above her before.
0: Got it. How was the beach this weekend? I mean, uh, crowded. Saturday was cloudy, but yesterday was amazing.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, it was crowded, and in fact, right now it's because the sun is up. Yeah, there are so many people walking the boardwalk, and it's five forty-nine.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny about that is when. So the last, this is the first year in the last four, I think, or five, where my wife and I have not gone on a trip to some, you know, some cool place. Uh, and I find if we're staying on the ocean, I would set my alarm for sunrise as well. Now, I don't live by the beach, but if I did, see, I like that. I think it's kind of neat. The weather, you only get, what would you say? You get about 10 real good weeks of it where right. the weather is nice and you get that cool sunrise. Like, I I would be the type that would do that too. Maybe not every day, but I would do that as well because I think it's great. I think it's, I don't know, it's a great, fresh, energetic way to start your day.
1: I think it's a great idea until your alarm goes off. Then you go, you know what? It's just the sunrise. I've seen it before.
0: Yeah, I, I, it is. But again, I wouldn't do it every day. But I would do, I would do it probably once a week. I bet.
1: I even see children on bicycles, and I'm like, it's
0: at five fifty in the morning. Yeah,
1: I just saw a family go by on their bikes. Uh, mother father children small children all on their bikes as if it's like you know 10 o'clock in the morning what time
0: the kids go to bed six o'clock they have on the dukes plan jerry there's
1: no rules anymore with this coronavirus no one's going to work no one's going to school people are biking at 5 a.m
0: i mean it's it's june 29th school's out
1: school's out for summer as
0: the great alice cooper once saying and we're not sure if school's going back how about that how about that we're still not sure we might have the every other day plan Oh my gosh! Parents,
1: uh, uh, parents will be crazy if they've got to homeschool these kids another year.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we signed up for. Yeah, <laughs> It's what you got to deal with, right? Right. You're like
1: doing... I'm, I'm dealing with a barking dog. You're going to have to deal with homeschooling. Very similar.
0: Uh, uh, probably so. I do think they'll be in school, but I don't think it's going to be full time. We'll see. They're still, as the as Governor Murphy said on Thursday or Friday, I forget what day. We're still a long ways away from knowing what what we're doing, So, um, and he's right about that. It seems like it changes every day.
1: Yeah, and I keep, keep reading about colleges in New Jersey that they're going to go to this system. Of, like, if you had a Monday-Wednesday class, half the class will meet on yeah. Monday, half yeah. the class will meet on Wednesday, yeah. and the other half of those students on those days will do uh, – Computer learning.
0: Yeah, well, and that, and I On can only talk for, like, my kids' high school. I believe if you are home a couple of days and you're in a couple of days, as a, it was a little different because this happened so rapidly. I don't think they were prepared for it, obviously. I think it might be the type now, if your classes start at 820... You're going to have to be online at 820, and I believe there will be a camera in the room, and it will be like you're in that room with the class, as opposed to here are your assignments, get them done by the end of the day. Yeah. It's going to be like you got to get up, and you've got to be present uh, during that class just on a computer screen. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes until the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo, then Cam Newton to the Patriots. What else you got, Al?
1: I think that's big enough news, Jerry. But uh, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> yes. and I'm with Adrian Peterson on this one. This has bothered me since I was a child, Jerry, and I loved watching the Dallas Cowboys and Tony Dorsett. Adrian Peterson says it's disrespectful how NFL teams value the running back position. And I'd like to know when that happened. Because when, when I was a they... kid in the 70s and 80s, Jerry, if you didn't have a good
0: running back, you sucked. Right, except for the fact that now you can find a really good running back anywhere. I mean, it's true. I know, I mean, but like, it's... when did
1: that happen? Because when I, unless my memory is incorrect, which I can't imagine, that's true. Tony Dorsett got like every carry of every game. And maybe yeah. Robert Newhouse one
0: or two times a game would like, sure. oh my gosh, they handed it to Robert Newhouse, the fallback. How About Emmett Smith used carry the ball Emmitt 30 Smith. times a game. Yes. He'd come off the field for once in a blue right. moon, but played almost every down. So who ruined that? Like what I, don't what, know. I need I need
1: that moment in history, Jerry. Which team decided? Cuz even when teams would split running backs back then, like the the Browns had Ernest Byner and uh but another guy.
0: But I think it's more than that. I think it I think it's the fact that guys are in such tremendous shape these days there is such a huge talent pool coming out of college football i think if you've got and you build great offensive lines you can you can put a lot of different guys in there that are going to give you good productive runs and all of a sudden why are you going to spend 20 million dollars a year on a guy when you can get similar production for a guy for you know 2 million a year it's a salary cap world do i you want to you want to fix it get rid of the salary cap but I that's like- never going to happen
1: Demarco Murray was the last guy that got like every carry in a game.
0: Mm, I don't know if he got every carry. Well, like ninety percent, mm, maybe. Mm. I remember was it Felix Jones and Marion Barber? I think yeah. they split carries a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, even with even with the Giants, you had um, uh, what was the you had Brandon Jacobs and who was the other running back? Thunder with him? and lightning. Yeah, I mean, it was like you know it's been going on now for it's got to be 15 years isn't it 20 years yeah but
1: even then like w- when when teams like that would split carries between two guys you knew both those guys and they both were approaching a thousand yards now it's like july 1st 1987
0: <laughs> the world's first 24 25-